The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to another session here at the Kickpod Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing martial arts-based subjects, and also highlighting martial arts past, present, and future. Okay, so today I got a guest um, joining me today, a good friend of mine um, I trained with um, years ago, uh, Katie Gibbis, or should I, I should use her um, married name, Gibbon. Yeah. Uh, so me and her trained like a while back. I mean, before she was a third degree, I was probably a, a first, second cup. Or yeah, uh, how are we doing, Katie? I'm good, TJ. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Alright, so um, can you like tell the um, listeners like what's your occupation now? Yeah, so I am a marketing communications manager at Moog in the space sector. So I get to talk about. All the cool things we do in space, um, and my boss is actually in martial arts as well, so we kind of bonded over that. Oh, I probably might interview him like um, in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she's a uh, she's going uh, for a second degree black belt. Oh, do you know what style? Uh, I don't remember what style. I think it's taekwondo. Ah, yeah, that's the common style: taekwondo, tank sudo, all that. Okay, so let's go back to let's go back in time. Okay, all right. This is before you got started with martial arts. Can you describe yourself? Like, what type of person were you, or what type of kid were you? Pretty much. <laughs> I was a brat. I was a brat. So <laughs> I started with martial arts when I was six. Um, my parents always joke. I mean, I think it was a joke that they signed me up because I was such a brat. They thought I'd get beat up. So <laughs> I guess that's in a nutshell what kind of kid I was. But. You know, I was into everything. I did a ton of different sports, very active. Um, you know, I swam, I did dance, and then joined in with karate when I was six. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go back to your first lesson. I mean, what was on your mind when you did your first lesson? You, if you could remember your first lesson. No, I can't even remember my first lesson. Um, I do remember the early years of karate. I wasn't super into it at all. I um didn't pra- I didn't practice didn't want to practice <laughs> I was you know really focused on the other sports that I did but um you know eventually eventually I started to like it but I really don't remember a lot from the early years but I do remember when I was about a I want to say a blue belt um so about halfway through all the other girls in my class quit so I was the only girl from green belt through black belt so probably by the time I was nine or 10, I was the only girl in the class. Oh man. I mean, just like <laughs> when you have that new class or you have like a class full of people, like you probably like are the one in a million that just stays, sticks to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There were probably four or five girls in my class when we started and, um, eventually one by one, they kind of dropped out and somehow I found myself as the only girl in the class with, with a bunch of guys around my age. So that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, who was your original instructor? I started with Mr. Presti, I believe. I started directly with him. 
Yeah, that's probably like the start of Mr. Presty. Yeah, he's still going. Yes. He's still going. I'm so impressed by everything he's doing and opening a new facility and everything. So, um, yeah, really happy to be part of the organization. Yeah, do you take a look at the new school by any chance or do you get a chance to? I've seen some of the photos. I'm really looking forward to going in person and checking it out. So, um, but I've talked with him. Anything I can do to help, it's kind of a... You know, it, once you're in Presti Karate, you're always in Presti Karate. Even if you haven't been to classes in years, you're always involved. Um, he always knows what's going on with, with your family and, you know, kids that you used to do karate with and, and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's see. Oh, let's see what I can think of. Oh, your first black belt test. All right, can you at least <laughs> give me the, like a preview of your first black belt test? Yeah, actually, if I can rewind just a little bit to the um, the second black stripe on your red belt test, because um, I think that really kind of shaped everything moving forward. So, like I said, I wasn't really into karate. I was very awkward being the only girl in a class of all boys when you're, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14. Um, and I didn't practice at all. Uh, that So that first or that second stripe... Um, test right before black belt I actually failed so one of my classmates and I both failed that test and it was it was probably the hardest test we had done to that point it was physically and mentally exhausting and even before the results came in there were several of us who said you know if we don't pass this we're done we're not continuing because it we just didn't think we could put ourselves through it again and uh, lo and behold I I did fail and one other person in my class failed and um, instead of quitting, that was kind of the push I needed to get going and actually focus on what I was doing. So I started, um, coming to more classes, coming in on my extra time, doing extra workouts and really starting to focus on, on karate in addition to everything else that I was doing where before it was kind of on the back burner, um, that was really the push I needed to keep going forward. And so after that, um, you know, retook the test, passed it, and I was lucky enough that it didn't put me too far back, and I was able to test for my first black belt with the rest of my class, which was really awesome. I I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to to keep up with everybody since they had passed the test a lot sooner than I did. So we did that first black belt test in the back room at the Pine Avenue studio, and there were a ton of people there. My whole class tested um, plus Shelly Russo. Um, so it was really exciting, um, to have my whole class and Shelly there, um, as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there were, there were a good amount of us, I think at least 10 to 12 of us were testing and it was six, six and a half hours just grueling. Mm-hmm. Um, terrible. Yeah, it was, um, it was probably the hardest thing I'd ever done in my life. Um, to that point and, and for many years after actually and you know all of our families were there so it was a packed room with tons of people um and one by one I remember everybody coming back in and um you know arms in the air fist pumping <laughs> yeah. cheering that that they had passed and, and everyone passed that day so it was really special to see people I had been in karate with since since we we're all six seven eight years old and we all got that black belt together, so that was a really awesome feeling. Oh yeah, that definitely that brings back memories. I and mean, the way you said, like when every like people leave the room, like 
temporarily to talk to the um, board members. Yeah, I remember that day. And come to think of it, it's like next week would be like um, it's like 17 years since I got my first degree. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. it's crazy. And and there's some kids in my class who who still remember Mike Margitas. I hope I'm allowed to give shout outs to people. Um, every year, Mike Margitas posts a picture of all of us with our with our black belts after that test to remind us how many years it's been. And I got it in 2001, so it's it was 20 years this year. It'll be 20 years this oh, year. So. Yeah. Um, pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much a new tradition that I do. Like, um, I like when somebody was asking me how I got my like how I feel to be a first degree black belt. I say it's like winning the world heavyweight champion. And then like you see me now, like I do my tests. Like of course I did my third and my fourth. I always have like my championship belt in my um picture. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna become yeah. a tradition now. I mean, once I go for my masters for in two years, definitely that'll be the same thing. Yeah, I'll have my black jacket and I'll have that championship belt. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's it's great to see so many people coming through the ranks. Like when I was, um, you know, I got my third degree. And when I got my third degree, I think I was the highest ranking female um, at the studio. And um, one of the top five highest ranking black belts at the studio. So um, that was that was awesome. But at the same time, it's so great to see how many of, you know, my students and other young black belts and women are coming up through the ranks and now outrank me. Um, you know, so it's nice to see that I never, um, was upset to see students outrank me or that I've quote lost my place because it's just so nice that this next generation of kids coming through has, has more role models and people who look like them, um, to look up to when they're when they're going through the ranks and you know thinking I'm the only person like me in this class and I don't want to keep going so it's nice to see so many so many different types of role models today yeah and I definitely became one of those role models I mean I was that type of person that didn't want to teach or do anything but like nowadays it's like I want to at least teach a class you know I see these kids like you know these kids that don't have like most most mentors you know how it is out there so least keep them mm-hmm. occupied and at least show them like you know there's a way of becoming successful i mean that martial yeah. arts yeah martial arts is not going to make you a millionaire but at least they'll give you the confidence to get yourself out there you know definitely. exactly yeah. and i'm so glad you went on to teach because you do a phenomenal job i always knew you'd be a good teacher so i'm so thrilled that that you're teaching kids too yeah i don't have much of a choice for your low on instructors so <laughs> so hopefully i mean all of them can pay for it so that's a job <laughs> <laughs> all right so did you have to travel for any of your tests i'm sorry did i have to travel yeah do you have to go to any of the other other studios no i was very fortunate that i got to do all of them right at, at home in niagara falls yeah mm, and just my luck <laughs> i had to travel twice for my third degree i had to go to west virginia to uh, mr Brown's school oh my gosh. or should i say mr schaefer school and of course i had to go to the, the fourth one i had to go for boston and Mr. Jerusalem School. Uh, do you know any of those guys? I always wanted, yeah. Yeah, I always wanted to go to Steve and his brother's school. Oh. I never made it up there though. <laughs> oh yeah, the school they went. To, it used to be a bank, and the ceiling's really low, so I had a trouble doing my standardized bow form. Yeah. Uh oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, it's like you see, they try to put you like in the like a certain spot where your bow won't get stuck in the ceiling. So definitely that helped a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, did you have to do a um, standardized bow form, or it, was it was that um, after your time? 
That was after my time. So um, for your second degree, you um, did you designed your own form, and then for third degree, you designed your own weapons form. So um, I couldn't even remember what I designed, um, <laughs> but I I I was toward the end of that standardized bow form for third degree. I think it was at the times. Yeah, I think they started bringing that back because, like, before, I think they modified things. Of course, for my third degree, I only had to do the standardized bow form. And, of course, the fourth degree, I had to design my own kata. And I guess that goes, mm-hmm. I guess for the fourth degree, you have to design your own weapon or, like, traditional form. So things that, okay. like, was modified. Yeah, I think when I was there, you only, you really only tested through third degree or fourth degree. I think they may have added degree after I did my third degree to be a physical test and then after that it was you know your contributions um you know to the community and to the organization so they've definitely added more physical tests since I left yeah so basically fourth degree is that that's the stopping point that's like the last physical test so I'm lucky I, yeah that was the pu- I uh, have a lot of shape to get back into to that <laughs> yeah that that was a pusher I mean, really, they mm-hmm. push you like past the limit. And I remember my test. I, was, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to toss my grits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are hard tests. Those are very hard tests. And uh, I'll admit, I have nothing that fits since I bought, since I got my belt when I was 13. Um, I still have the same black belt as when I was 13. So <laughs> um, definitely need to get a new belt and a new uniform before I come back. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, probably, you'd be doing those 5Ks, right? Or those um marathons. Yeah. yeah, trying to. I have plantar fasciitis right now, so I'm not not doing any running, unfortunately. Mostly biking and swimming. Yeah, I mean the farthest I run was ten miles, so that's like a half marathon. I might go for a half marathon someday. Yeah. You should. I love half marathons. That's a fun distance. It's a it's an e- not easy, but it's a it's a comfortable to train for and do race. Whereas marathons just a whole nother level. It takes up. I'm a slow runner, so. It takes up most of my Saturday to train for it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, I, how many um, conventions that you've been to? You remember the um, ITC, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wish this was on video. I have all my, my plaques right here on the wall next to me. Um, but, yeah, I went six years in a row. Um, so I went from the time I was 13 when I got my first degree black belt. I guess I would have been 14 by the time I went. Um, but yeah, 13, 14. Um, and I went for six years straight, so that was really exciting to be able to participate in all the conventions. It was at the old Stardust. I didn't make it to the new location. Yeah. Um, and it was really great to just meet all the different martial artists from across the country, many of whom I still keep in contact with today. So it's it's a really great camaraderie. Yeah, definitely. I was lucky enough to in 2006 to actually be in the Stardust before they tear it down. So I was like, <laughs> I was one of those fortunate um, black belts that went. Yeah. Yeah. But the new hotels. Yeah, that are, was a lot of fun. Yeah, the new hotels is like amazing. I mean, you got, of course, um, bowling, the movie theater, equestrian arena. Like, really, that's that's wow. just wonderful. Yeah, it's a whole new level from when I did it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So can you remember like the seminars that you took? Yeah. Um. Joe Gemma um, did some awesome weapon seminars. Really, really enjoyed um, doing the seminars with him. I think um, he's a lot. He's retired probably now as a Las Vegas police officer. Yeah. And he 
did a ton of fantastic seminars. Um, I actually got to do a couple with Mr. Norris himself, so that was incredible. That was an amazing opportunity to to see how intense and how fast he can still move at his age. Now, granted, this was many years ago, but he was still probably in his late sixties, early seventies. So, um, you know, that was that was an incredible experience. All of the seminars were fantastic. I really enjoyed doing all of them, and you just learned so much in that week's time. Yeah, I can. Well, I wish you probably would have seen like um, this year's seminar or this year's um, convention. It was like it was a comeback. I mean, the last one I, I bet. yeah, the last one I went to was um nineteen two thousand nineteen before the pandemic struck, and of course uh twenty twenty one that was like the greatest comeback you know for me, <laughs> yeah for me by actually competing and um actually being nominated for most inspirational, and that was like and then of course um seeing Mister Norris once again. And also win a thousand bucks and be a gambling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. Most inspirational is so well deserved for you, TJ. Um, yeah. You know, you were always like such a beacon of light in the karate studio. I always looked forward to seeing you. You were always so friendly and willing to help anybody, even if you didn't think you wanted to teach back then. Um, you know, you were always just so positive and such an influence that I don't even know if you realize that. Like my parents still ask, Oh, how's TJ? We always love seeing TJ. So, um, you know, I know everybody felt that way when I was there and I'm sure they still do today. So I'm, I'm so excited. I was so excited when I saw that you won, um, that most inspirational. Yeah. I mean, I was nominated, but I didn't win it, but I mean, that was well, nominated. Yeah. You know, you should have won it. <laughs> yeah. That's what a lot of people said. Yeah, I did see your father like a while back. I think it was around summertime <laughs> at, at Tops. I don't think he mentioned that though, but he mentioned that he. <laughs> oh, said, he does every time he sees you. <laughs> uh-huh, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like I see him in Tops. It's like I have to go say hello to him. It's like I see him. Yes. Yeah. No, my family mentions it every time they see you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get to the. Um, well, I already talked about the convention. Uh, you're all you're. <laughs> be, all right, you're being an instructor. Okay, so. Your first um, yeah. first time you were instructor, like, what was your feeling like? Were you nervous or you excited or both? I think it was a little bit of both. I was so young that um, I probably wasn't as nervous as I should have been. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I you kind of you know you're you're a young hotshot, have your black belt, and think you know everything. Um, and I started teaching the summer camp, and. Um, it was great, but it was, you know, it was challenging. You know, once I wasn't too nervous going in, but after I did that first class, um, I was like, man, this is, this is a challenge. And it, it was so exciting when I saw, um, some of my, some students who I started with in that program, get their black belts. Um, uh, Greg is one of them. Um, Greg Bullock. Um, so I was, I was so excited to see that he got his black belt. Someone who, who started with me and put up with me, I guess, you know, when I was still learning how to teach, um, make it all the way through. So I love, I love doing those summer camps because you got such a range of people and whether or not they continued, you, you got to meet a lot of really, you know, um, inspirational kids. You know, these kids have been through everything and it was just so wonderful to see them all kind of shine in their element. But um, you know, as I went through it, I definitely got a lot more comfortable, learned some best practices. Um, you know, I, Mr. Pesty gave me a lot of 
a lot of help and instruction and how to be a good teacher, but, um, you just learn different skills and tactics by, by doing it. And, um, you know, being a young woman, that was a challenge because, you know, I think people tend to think of black belts as, you know, these big intense guys. And, um, you know, I think some kids thought they might be able to get away with a, a little extra when I was their instructor, but, you know, I stopped it pretty quick. Um, but I loved teaching. I, it was really the first experience I had with teaching and it just made me realize how much I do love teaching and, and helping people. So I've been actively involved, um, with the internship at my former employer. Basically, since I started, I teach a class at Niagara university. Now I teach swimming. Um, so it really inspired a lot of who I am and what I do today. Oh, yeah, so that's also something I want to talk about, um, the activity outside of um, karate. And, of course, the one thing that I want to talk about is you being a news reporter or an uh, anchor person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so well, so how long were you an uh, uh, anchor over at, um, what was it, um, Spectrum News, or what, what was it before? What was it called yeah, before? So yeah, so I actually was, I was with them for 12 years. So mm. I started up in Watertown, New York, as a reporter for what was then News 10 Now. And then I moved down to Syracuse about a year later and I spent five years in Syracuse and we went from um, News 10 Now to YNN to Time Warner Cable News. <laughs> um, still Time Warner Cable News when I came over to Buffalo to be a reporter and anchor and then um, then we became Spectrum News. So I've been through, I was through four different names um, and yeah, I was a reporter, I was an anchor and then the last two and a half years of my time there, I was an executive producer. So kind of calling all the shots of what we cover and how we cover it for, you know, 5 p.m. newscasts onward. Yeah. All right. Anybody tell you you look like Judith Hogue in um, Ninja Turtles? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten that one before, but you would be the person to say that. <laughs> oh, of course. I actually met her, for real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I think she had the hots for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I go, I go up to her table, and of course, um, a guy was in front of me. I guess he was trying to get a date with her too, but and of course, he says I was handsome, and I, I had like the ugliest beard in all captivities, and then she says I'm handsome. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well. All right. So, other than um being a news anchor, I mean, you talking about yeah, you were a swimmer, all right? So, any mm -hmm. where your thoughts of going like pro professional, like going for the Olympics? I knew I was never going for the Olympics. My parents set very realistic expectations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I did a lot of different sports, and I, I value that experience. I say, you know, I did a lot. You know, I was jack of all trades, master of none, um, as cliche as that is. But, you know, I did, I did swimming. I did ice skating, dance. Um, and karate was never my passion when I was young. I, I loved dancing. I loved figure skating. Um, I was pretty okay at swimming. Um, you know, so those are all things that I thought I would be more of my focus and things that, you know, I would continue with longest. And, and I really stuck with karate a lot longer. Even after I went to college, I would still come back in the summers and teach that summer camp class. So, um, you know, it really was interesting, something that I didn't really like that much in the beginning. Um, you know, there were many times when I wanted to quit, and you know, I think I wanted to quit again after all the girls left my class. I told my parents I didn't want to do it anymore because I was the only girl, and um, 
you know, they said, well, you're, you're not that far away. You're on your blue belts. You only have green and red left to go before you get to black. And I said, okay, well, I guess I'll continue. And then, you know, three years later, still working on that. Um, but I'm so glad that I stuck with it because it has had such a profound impact on, on everything I do in my life. Yeah, so definitely karate was like the almost like the should I say the base of um everything you do now because you know you build that confidence for everything. Yeah, you build that confidence, you build that discipline. Um, you know, it it was very intimidating. Um, you know, having Mr. Presty and I had Mr. Um, Mr. Bosch for a while oh, and um so many others that I don't want to forget. Uh, Mr. Sweeney. Oh yeah, Mr. Um, Sweeney. Yeah, uh, Chris Moore, um, yeah, I had for to... a long time in the adult class. So, um, you know, it was very, very intimidating, um, but you definitely, you learn some strength and strengths that you didn't know you had physically and mentally, um, and you had great people along the way teaching you. Yeah. So, here's this little um, in the... Um interview kind of thing I kind of do like I kind of, kind of call it like um I kind of watch um, Larry King he kind of calls it only if you knew <laughs> I because yeah I was watching him and Mr. T doing an interview and then he was like doing these last minute questions and then and then he's like they're answering at the best of their ability so here we go I'm gonna ask you this the first question so what's the best advice that you ever gotten uh best advice just keep with it um you know if it's something that you're passionate about don't let the haters dissuade you just just keep with it uh who said the who said it to you uh my parents my parents um you know really kind of pushed me to keep keep with things even if they you know were telling me I wasn't good at something and that I wasn't going to the olympics you know they they said if you like it keep doing it and you know just do do the best you can so, uh, what's the worst advice that you were given? <laughs> the worst advice I was given, I'm not going to say who it was from, but the worst advice I was given was, um, you know, just, just take the easy road to get an easy A in college, you know, take this easy class so you can get an easy A and, um, yeah, it boosted my GPA, but I didn't learn anything. You know, I already, I had already taken that class. I heard already done well in it and, I wish I had taken more challenging, a more challenging class, this class specifically. I wish I had taken a more challenging one of that so that, you know, I would be better. So don't be afraid to take on that challenge is the really the lesson learned from bad advice. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if there's any um, celebrity that you wanted, wanted to meet, who would you want to meet? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I already did get to meet Mr. Norris. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of, um, you know, really cool people in my previous line of work and um, my current line of work, I guess, hopefully. Um, oh, my gosh. I haven't thought about this. You put him on the spot. Yeah. Um, well, I guess since William Shatner just went into space. And That's what I was going to ask you. I'd love to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like yeah, they just I guess they made a joke about that of him going to space. I guess he's gonna be the next thing. Yeah, when you think of the Fantastic <laughs> Four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be something. He comes goes to space and he comes back looking like the thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I'd love to meet him. Obviously a huge Bradley Cooper fan, so when he was shooting a movie in Buffalo, I was driving around Buffalo trying to see if I could catch a glimpse, but um 
but definitely William Shatner for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could have had a chance to actually meet him at some cons, but um, you know, I never thought about that. <laughs> no, definitely, I'm good at going to comic cons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, what would be your celebrity crush? Oh, Bradley Cooper. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Hands because. down. laughs> Yeah, I probably would want to meet him too, but I mean, there's a lot of people. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, future goals in the next five years. Oh, next five years. Um, you know, I'm still very new in my current role, so I'm, um, you know, definitely want to just keep doing what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing um, and just keep learning more and excel in my career and do a great job at what I'm doing. Um Personal goals, uh, I really want to get to Antarctica, hopefully in 2023. Uh, um, that, that's a big travel goal, so uh, we will uh, we'll see. I, who would um, you be like to be stuck in a car with or stuck in an elevator with? Uh, man, I don't or, know. Or wait, let me, I feel let me, like I should say my husband, but... <laughs> or, or should I say, let me rephrase that, the worst person you want to be stuck in the elevator with? Oh, um... <laughs> You're stumping me on these, TJ. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I guess I wouldn't mind being stuck in an elevator with my brother since he doesn't live in Buffalo anymore. I'd uh. love to be stuck with him for a little bit of time to see him a little more. <laughs> All right, so we're almost at the end of our um, interview. So is there any like last um, words that you like to tell the listeners out there? Uh, like Words of wisdom, pretty much. Words of wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Anybody um, who's listening, I just really want them to know, embrace your differences, embrace your weird, quirky self, um, and don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. That was one of my favorite quotes going up, uh, growing up. Don't tell me what I can't play. Um, and that was, you know, it was kind of a girl power t-shirt back in the 90s, but uh, don't tell me what I can't play. And I think that can really carry over to a lot of different areas of life. Don't tell me what I can't do. If I want to play football, I want to play football. And now there are girls' leagues to play football, and I'm mm-hmm. so excited for these girls growing up today to have so many opportunities. So so don't listen to the haters. You know, take criticism. Uh, be, be open to criticism, but um, be true to yourself and, and know what you can do and push yourself to do the best you can do. Okay, definitely. That sounds, that's definitely sound a good world of wisdom. All right, so thank you very much for joining me on the show today. All right, so definitely hope you definitely hope you have a great future. And I'm guessing that you're probably going to have a baby sooner or later or a child. Uh, we'll see. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Well, I, I like to call that the movie sequel. Usually when you get married, that's like the movie premiere. That's the first movie. Right. But yeah, if you usually have like a, have like a son or a daughter, that's definitely like a movie sequel. The best movies of our lives. All right. Yeah, stay tuned. All right. All right. Okay, so thank you again. All right, so I'm going to do my little closing Thanks, to my episode. Okay, uh, so for those who are just joining me, uh, make sure you tune into my um, previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also make sure you listen to my um, podcast on my Facebook page. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Kickpot Dojo. This is your sensei, TJ Williams, Bowie Wow.